everyone, and welcome to comment section. A brand new special episode, as always. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, and I've been tasked with uh, bringing you all in and getting you to listen to this episode. So, uh, no pressure. So, um, or is it all the pressure in the world? It is. I was it trying be. to feel better about it. Yeah. Yes. So, guys, you know, 2020. If, I feel like that's how we start every episode now is, guys, man, 2020, <laughs> yeah. just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. But, no, we always yeah. sink to new lows. On this show, yep. all it feels like all the time, but especially in the year 2020. Well, guys, mm-hmm. at the time of recording this, there is now some breaking news that is coming out. Obviously, a lot of movies are being delayed right now. A lot of studios are having to reshuffle their slates. And one of them, I mean, we just had it recently with Wonder Woman, is now going to come out on December 25th. I promise you that is hmm. not going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, we do have it now where we know that Disney has recently uh, rearranged their slate. And oh, right yeah. now, Variety is talking about it. So what is the movie people have been wondering if it will move? With Disney, um, <clears throat> I think I think Mulan, right? Or, well, no, or... that one they gave up on. Oh, you mean um, like just something owned? Yeah, by Disney, Black what Widow. The, um, Black Widow, yeah, Black Widow. So, <laughs> were you guys excited for Marvel in the year 2020? Well, guess what? You are not getting squat in 2020 <laughs> because yeah. Black Widow has now been moved. Two, it was going to come out November 6th. It has now been moved to May 7th, 2021. Mm. So, basically, that's around... That's the beginning of May. May the, like, the first weekend in May is usually when Marvel puts out a movie. So, it basically did get bumped yeah. a full year. Yeah, it, so, yeah, no Marvel for the year. Was there even anything? There wasn't even anything in, like, February or anything, right? No, that uh, Black Widow was going to be the first one. What was going to come yeah. out uh, that time? I don't know, but let me check if Wikipedia didn't. Well, I guess, um, I mean, one of the last, I mean, sort of, Disney. I mean, Onward was one of the, the last uh, theater uh, releases proper. Yeah, I think that came out the week of the, that the yeah. pandemic started, and they said that had really yeah. bad impact on its opening weekend. Yeah, so I would, I would imagine Black Widow is now moving basically a full year. Did you ever see mm-hmm. Murder on the Orient Express? Uh, no, the movie, yeah, no. Oh, well, the sequel is, is is moving, (laughs) see, oh, it's been moved two months, so it's coming out December 18th, they say. Okay, yeah, the, uh, even the, all of these seem optimistic. I I think any date seems optimistic. (laughs) Yeah. Until, let's see, West Side Story has been moved a full year to December 2021. Uh, Eternals 
will come out November 5th, 2021. And Shang-Chi has been moved from May 7th, 2021 to July 9th, 2021. So, for all those people, man, I'm not an MCU fan anymore, but boy, do I feel bad for them right now. Yeah. This is not the year they were expecting. It wasn't a great lineup to begin with. I mean, there wasn't a lot of hype for this upcoming lineup that they had, but still, now there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. for me, I think it's going to probably be more of a I-don't-know-what-I'm-missing-out-on thing because there weren't any specific movies that I was uh, dying to see that are getting delayed, but I mean, there na- probably would have been a lot of good stuff. Now, if to get people excited, I guess, now you'll have, I think on the Marvelous, there's four coming out next year. Let's see what Wikipedia says. Cinematic Universe Phase 4. 1, 2, 3. Alright, so in 2021, there's Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, and the Spider-Man Far From Home sequel. Hmm. Oh, wait, you the only thing you'll be getting this year is WandaVision. Oh, okay. But that would be... Um, Although, technically, I haven't paid attention right? to it, but technically, it's a, it sounds like it's a multiverse thing. Oh. <clears throat> so, guys. Oh, okay. Happy news to start this episode. Yeah. <laughs> happy days are here again. <laughs> there, I just wish these happy no days would go away. There is no news lately. Yeah. There, there's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, not not a lot of good stuff happening right now. So, yeah, I guess I will ask. Well, I mean, normally on unwanted answers we say what's been going on recently, but on this show, yeah, this has kind of mm-hmm. become a tradition now. Yeah, we and say, maybe this will be a good thing. What have you been watching lately? So, yes, I I turn to you uh, to ask. What have you been watching the, lately? The, the things I've been watching lately have been my sources of joy because <laughs> I started watching two shows that you are describe them like a po- like a like a person describes their babies <laughs> source yeah, of joy well, I mean I I don't care about babies so I I really care uh, about babies are idiots they're just hairless dogs yeah it's like what's the point but um <clears throat> the first one I'll uh, bring up is one that uh, you piqued my interest in, and I finally. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I uh, checked out that uh, Harley Quinn show, <gasps> the anime. Oh my one. god! <laughs> I watched the whole first season. Oh yes, uh, in, one, in one sitting. <laughs> it's <was> so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? The, yeah. the great thing about that show is it's a comedy, but it still is like a legit superhero show. Yeah, that's what I, um, it, it did kind of make me realize, like, um, uh, how you do s- something that's through and through funny, but you're not, like, making necessarily a complete, like, the, no one's, like, necessarily out of character. I mean, yeah, Batman's most of the characters the they chose are... in all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so who was your favorite of Harley's gang? Because my favorite is Clayface. 
Oh yeah, Clay. Yeah, no, he. Cl- oh yeah, I think I almost told you this when I was watching it. He's basically like the unemployed actor. Yeah, <laughs> he did remind me a lot of that. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. No, he's he's probably my favorite. Uh, I mean, Harley Quinn herself is really funny, but I Clayface is great. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm assuming this was your probably your first time hearing Diedrich Bader as Batman, who's great. He was in Batman: The Brave and the Bold. On Cartoon Network I a few years it ago, was yeah, and yeah. the guy who does Joker, Alan Tudyk, I think that's his name, right? He's mm. he's very good as Joker. Yeah, yeah, I I really like. It. There's something about this this t- take of Joker, like the fact that it's like a completely hold nothing back, extremely like, I mean, not R-rated, but I don't know, as Oh, there's it's parts where it's about very exp- R-rated. Well, I guess I mean that because it's not a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean it's it's as explicit as a TV show could possibly. Get. I mean, you know, in like um, the first thirty seconds when Joker yeah, I and honestly, Harley are on the boat. Yeah, I honestly think that to me it almost felt purposeful, where it was like <laughs> they just are shoving right in your face, like turn back now if you aren't <laughs> expecting this. <laughs> Once you get past minute. Uh, second 32 there's no turning back yeah no it really it really comes at you quick but yeah it's like i guess it's like that joker it almost is like it's almost a feeling of like you know that in character that's probably how the joker actually is but because it's usually like pg-13 or pg in the past uh iterations that they don't show that side as much yeah but you think about it it's like obviously he's a (laughs) Brutal guy. Yes. So, I also love how this show, they, they'll they look at different characters from the DC universe. They'll have Superman and Wonder Woman. And they actually make those characters, whenever there's like another DC character, they have importance. It's not just pointless fan service. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you seen any of season two yet, or just season one? No, I th- I think I I think I just finished season one. Oh, okay. I think. Did you watch it on so, HBO Max? Yeah, yeah. All right, because season two is on there right now. Yeah, I know. I saw it was, but I just uh, I uh, am waiting. I took a break with another show, which is my second show. I'll be bringing up. Um, oh, but- which has also become a beloved show of mine. But <laughs> before we move off, Harley Quinn and Bat. Uh, yeah. Harley Quinn. What a cliffhanger that was. Or maybe I'm um, being the season I, two premiere. Um, the thi- I think part of me thinks I... Do you know how many episodes are in season one? Because, I think 13. Because um, I feel like I watched like... I feel like I watched like 10 and I was like, I guess that's the end of the season. And then I went back and saw, oh, there's a, a few more. Well, and how'd the season end so- for you? Uh, what was it? Um, I actually, this was actually a, a bit, this this is actually a little while ago. Guess it's been a while since we Did you done... see where Joker actually captured Batman? Yeah. And, like, um, Harley unmasked, someone unmasked him and Joker didn't care about who he was? Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's familiar. Alright, then that's the season finale. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw the whole first season then. Oh, but season two, the end of that one, 
it's very it's a very exciting uh the end of the first episode of season two you're, you're gonna be like oh yes oh <laughs> I was very excited yeah. for it yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to that show soon so yeah I, I've only gotten a few episodes into season two so far but yeah it's one of those shows very like nice. it should be terrible it should <laughs> yeah. be crap but somehow it just works. Yeah, it's it's weird. It has a lot of the a lot of the things about it. It it does what I don't like about a lot of like more adult cartoons, but it's still good. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we also got a lot of uh George Costanza is in there. He's the guy he's like the really bad guy in the wheelchair. Oh he's like, yeah, he's like the landlord or something. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh yeah! By the way, they took the worst villain in a Batman movie ever, and they play that so much with the "I am Bane" voice. <laughs> oh yeah, I like. I really like Bane in that. <laughs> I can't believe we're out of coffee already. <laughs> I love how much they make. He's like the pariah of the villain group. Everyone hates him. <laughs> Oh man, Bane is in there is awesome. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I love Bane in that show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Harley Quinn. Everyone should check it out. Much better yeah. than the live action movie they just did. Um so what was the, the uh, other show that you met Oh yeah, to um I also wanted to bring up. This is this is um it's been a long time since there's been a a show I guess more of a, a sitcom sort of like show that is still going and that I actually have a show that I'm waiting for the season three of. Fuller House! Um, close, but with much more death. No, it's a show I uh, talked about being really excited was coming out before, but I just finally watched it. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, the oh, TV yes. show. Um, so there was a, a movie, and now there is a spinoff TV show with new characters, which... You know, it could always turn out weird, but it is it really captures what was great about the movie in a uh TV show. It's really hilarious. I think it's some of the best like it's probably some of the best current live action comedy truly. It's it is hilarious. Um got to like a little uh dark humor it's it's i guess both of the show that's probably the theme of both of the shows that i had watched recently is they are very dark sort of gory humor um there's a lot of death i mean like i mean because what we do in the shadows is like it's almost like an office style show but they're following vampires and uh their day-to-day life and it has plenty of uh them murdering people um well, there you go and uh oh and e- even one thing that makes it uh uh harder to not see the office parallels um nate is in it nate um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> he plays colin robinson an energy vampire does someone so a little say bit, to him yeah. hey colin your mother's dying again and he falls <laughs> yeah. yeah no so but she's gonna thing, be okay it, it, again <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again. <laughs> you know, but it makes me it makes me want to watch like the seasons with Nate in it again because 
it it's weird that in in what we do in the shadows, his character is very different, but it almost like you could almost watch the office and imagine that it's the same character <laughs> because like basically his thing and what we do in the shadows is he's an energy vampire. So instead of getting power from drinking blood, he gets it from sucking people's energy. So he'll like, uh, he'll just talk to people about boring stuff like at the office, like just, um, I mean, there's one episode where he becomes the boss for a day Oh wow. and he's saying stuff like, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's saying he's just like going up to people and say like, uh, "Working hard or hardly working," and they almost like pass out. Oh, remember how um, the guy, on, the the uh, stepdad in onward kept bringing that joke up all the time? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but it, it just makes me look back at a lot of uh, Nate's lines and just like just stuff like, you know, his gums gotten mintier lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, and I just he's an energy vampire in that show too. Nate is one of like the few good additions to those last few seasons of The Office. <laughs> Nate is awesome. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Harley Quinn and what we do in the shadows. So yes. for me, there's a few things I've been watching recently because, you know, it's very rare to have a new movie come out in the year 2020. Yeah. Because you could be like Tenant and flop. Which, you know, it's also a combination of people don't understand what the movie is because I've heard it's both very complex and the sound mixing is so bad. Oh, really? Which, you know what? Honestly, in the Dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray, the sound in those movies keeps getting worse and worse and worse each movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so, um, but... Recently, they did have a new DC animated movie come out, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. So, we recently had the DC animated movie universe that had movies like Batman Hush and stuff like that come to a close. And it sounds like they're going back to what they used to be, which are standalone adaptions of some of the greatest stories of the DC universe. Now, for me... Now, those movies are created to be standalone, but I, I, two reasons why I say no in my heart. Even if there are contradictions, I say they are canon with each other. The source material is all canon, and it, it wasn't planned this way, but most of them have Kevin Conroy as Batman or Tim Daly as Superman. There is a little bit of a recurring cast when it's not the celebrities. Yeah. So I rewatched those movies like Batman Year One, Under the Red Hood, and Superman Doomsday, Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths, and honestly, watching all of those, even though they're not technically supposed to be canon with each other, I don't know if we'll ever have a DC universe that feels com- as complete as those ones do. Just right, especially when you look at Batman. When you have Batman Year One at the start, and then you have The Dark Knight Returns at the end, like an actual finale, it also wraps up Superman's story. It feels like you have like a, a full arc for the character that some other live-action ones try to do but don't do as successfully. 
And you know what made it feel even more complete was this Superman Man Tomorrow did the one Superman story I've been waiting for them to do forever. It was one piece that felt missing all these years, and that's the origin of Superman. So I've been waiting for them to go back and do the origin story basically since they did Batman Year One. And boy, was it great. They did a great job of doing a new version of the origin story, but still making it feel new and unique. And this was the first one under new producer Butch Lukic. Butch Lukic, I think that's his name. He did a great job for his first time as producer, following the footsteps of the legend Bruce Timm and then James Tucker afterwards. So... Not only did we get a great Superman origin story, something I've been waiting for since Man of Steel completely botched it, but we we got another piece of that jigsaw from that series that felt like it was missing, and now it's going to be feel even more complete because in October we have the Death in the Family Batman short movie, and then we have the long Halloween movies coming up. So I'll also say this for Superman Man of Tomorrow. Even if we did have those live-action movies that were scheduled to come out this year, Superman Man mm-hmm. Tomorrow would still be the best one of wow. all of 2020. Wowee. So, yeah, there we go with that. Another thing I've also been watching is this show, The Vow. Now, some people will be like, what is that, romantic comedy? No. No, it is not. No comedy in this thing. So, you know, sometimes before you go to bed, you're trying to watch something. And what is one thing that can help you fall asleep? A documentary. Because that's what learning does. It puts you to sleep. No, that is a great method. Yes. But this documentary is about something really, really messed up. Oh, really? It's about the whole... Nixium controversy. Remember that sex cult that Chloe from Smallville was in? Oh, yeah. It's about that. And it's on HBO Max. And it's wow. really, really messed up. Wow. And That's... it's honestly one of those like lucky things, kind of like Tiger King, where there was a member who was trying to make a movie about how this organization isn't a cult. And then mm. some bad stuff came up. So all like the reactions are saying he's recording everything. And he's now this ex-member who's trying to bring them down. Wow. That sounds so crazy. That... Yeah, so in this thing, it starts out where <laughs> it's basically a self-help group. You know, like yeah, people come, like they're trying to get over anxiety and stuff. And it's run by this guy, Keith Renere. Renere or Renere's? I'll look it up in a second, but screw his name. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, who cares? And they were helping people when it started. In fact, there's even a... Um, they're talking about how they actually helped a guy get over his Tourette's, where he could barely get through a whole sentence without um, get, going off or whatever, and he was able to speak normally after training after training with them. So there was a time where they were doing some good. But it's also creepy to watch because 
They have these ribbon ceremonies in which you graduate to you get a green ribbon or a yellow ribbon, and that is your rank. <laughs> and they call Keith some weird name that means leader or something, or great one. And they go on these retreats together, and all their friends are in there, and they're supposed to bring people into it. That's how you know it's a cult, is... Yeah, I... I was just like, this started with someone trying to prove it wasn't a cult? It, this <laughs> movie started with a guy trying to prove it's not a cult. It's a self-help <laughs> thing. There's so many times it's just like, this isn't right. a cult. And because, and we see a lot of the people who come into it. There's the guy, Mark, and he marries another member of the group, another famous person. Uh, Luke's aunt from Attack of the Clones is a member of Nixium. Remember her from Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Hey, Luke's yeah. not alive yet, so she's Anakin's sister-in-law in the movie. But Bonnie something. Yeah. So then this guy, Mark, her husband, is assigned to make a movie about how it's not a cult. And also, because he's been filming all this time, like he's filming for years we see the first time Allison Mack meets Keith. And it's, it's, it's really weird to see. Because you, as someone who like watches Smallville, it's like, it looks like Chloe. It sounds like Chloe. She has the same mannerisms, but it's not Chloe. It's not that character from Smallville. And, yeah. you know, we're, there's not going to be a moment where we see... Superman speed in and rescue her. Yeah. So, and you see she's going through some, like, you know, she's emotional and stuff, and she's talking to Keith. And honestly, you listen to it, it's it's all crap what he's saying. I mean, yeah. but he's saying it with such confidence. Like, there's a scene where he's like, so, act, art makes you happy. What if I tell you? that it's really not the art that's making you happy, it's your mind. And you can have that feeling with you all the time with just some several steps, some meditation. See, it's it's like, he's really not saying yeah. anything, but he's saying it, it's yeah. the delivery with such confidence. Yeah, very much cult leader stuff. Yes. Personality uh, kind of thing, yeah. And the guy who is making the documentary is Keith's best friend, Mark. And oh. and then we have it where Bonnie, his wife, who was Luke's aunt in Star Wars, calls him up. And remember, because he's a filmmaker, he's recording everything. And he says, there's something weird going on here with this women group. It's just mm -hmm. this all-female women's group. And what happened is, one of the, like, the signs that something is off is Allison Mack, when you look at her, she looks very thin. And they're talking about how she almost looks like a zombie. And when you yeah. read her text messages, she's referring to Keith as master. So yeah. It, yeah, that's buckle yikes. up, people. It's about to get worse. <laughs> so there's that. And we find out that in the group... Like, people are ranked, and they call themselves slaves. 
like you have a master and you have slaves underneath you and you are to always be at the call immediately of your master it doesn't matter if you're at work you're at home your master texts you you res- you drop everything you respond right away and i talk about how they only go on 90 minutes of sleep and you have Jeez. to ask permission for calories like like right. they'll show text messages master <clears throat> now i have 610 calories master Jesus. now i have 200 <laughs> calories it's really weird and you realize it's cuz keith likes very thin women yeah yikes <laughs> and then we find out that there is a ceremony at Allison Max house with this act there's another lady who's trying to be an actress who's in the group and they're branding yeah. the women in this group and on it and it's like lower like use your imagination of where it's by yeah uh-huh. and on the brand if you turn it one way it's a KR for Keith and if you turn it over it's an AM for Allison Mack what what a what a psycho that's <laughs> I know and then we see that it's about like Mark and Bonnie and Sarah leaving the group and Sarah's husband actually can this is how messed up this it gets even weirder where Sarah's husband Sarah was branded at Alison Mack's house she goes her husband goes to speak to her master and he goes what the f are you doing branding my wife and she and she says and remember the filmmaker is telling everyone who's trying to leave record 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 everything so we're hearing the yeah. reaction and she's talking about look you just don't understand you're letting the world scare you it's just it's something you don't comprehend i understand that you're effing branding my wife so in this latest <laughs> yeah. and then we find out that uh, Keith also has some other stuff going on in the past. Like he hooked, he apparently he hooked up with this, I think, fifteen-year-old girl, and then a few years later, she had a very public suicide and said, talked about how Keith took her innocence. And the yeah, last episode was about them all, the people who have left the group, trying to go to the New York Times. Because there's really nothing that there's nothing law enforcement can do until you put the have the media put a spotlight on it. Yeah. So it's really messed up. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew about this uh, <clears throat> this cult basically. I didn't know the details like that. I I'll have to watch this. Oh, it's on HBO Max. I got five episodes yeah. so far. But yeah. Oh boy, is it Wow. It's Awful so person. weird. <laughs> and they'll yeah. mention some celebrities who were in, it sounds like the the cult the sex cult part that Allison Mack was involved in happened after the twenty sixteen election. I don't know why it feels like that's connected or whatever, but it was, but so it's pretty recent, but you see some of the celebrities who came in there, they really dodged a bullet of like being oh. entangled into that branding thing. Oh, really? So yeah, it's 
it, it's really messed up, and you're like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah cults, I'm, they're bad. Stay away from them. Yeah, no, that, that that's depressing, but I honestly will probably watch it because I like a depressing true crime documentary kind of thing. Oh, yes. That reminds me, actually, on, also on HBO Max, I was watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark, um, the one about the uh, Golden State Killer, serial killer. Um, oh, really? What what was it so, called? I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Okay. I... I it was a book. The reason why I heard it, I'm a big fan of the comedian Patton Oswalt, and his wife uh, was writing this book, and then she passed away, um, like really suddenly, when she was almost done with this true crime book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And then they released that book posthumously, and I read that book because I like true crime and uh, because I knew the circumstances. And it was really good. And then just a couple weeks after I finished the book and the part of the thing about this story was that like it's this extremely like prolific terrible serial killer who was never caught who was doing stuff in like the 70s and 80s and was never caught and it was just this cold case where he murdered like over 10 people and assaulted way way more wow and two weeks after I finished the book after decades, they found the guy. Oh, I think I remember it, hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it was surreal because I was just like, I finished the book and I was like, huh, I don't have that much closure. They <laughs> haven't found this guy. And then it it felt like real life uh, bended to my will in <laughs> some weird way. You found those infinity stones and <laughs> said, find yeah. the killer. <laughs> yeah. And, and so... Yeah, it's weird. He's he's a super old guy now, but he just I think he actually just this year got um like officially convicted or something. But yeah, there's a documentary about that. It's really good. Yes, we're not sponsored by HBO Max, but we'd certainly be happy to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll mention one last thing I watched. So, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Mulan recently. So, mm-hmm. I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch Mulan. No, I did not pay $30 for that crappy <laughs> live-action one, which everyone says sucks. Which, now we know why they put it on Disney Plus instead of waiting. Because a lot of people, especially fans of the anime movie, are not liking this movie. I don't think I even realized it came out. Oh, it came out earlier in the month, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot of negative reception from fans yeah. of the movie. A lot of, you know what the most common thing I've seen written about it was? What? I bought it for my kids and they fell asleep. Waste of a th- of 30 bucks. That seems I that I wouldn't expect that to be what the audience for it, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. I think any other studio would have been better off doing Mulan with that vision. But yeah. having Disney do it and say yeah, it's, actually, this, it's a, a remake hurt them. Yeah. And also, a lot of people, even people who like the movie, say it's a massive disappointment. It should have been better. Like, there's apparently the script is yeah. re- really bad. I mean, like I said to begin with, like, it's this is like a really like old story that has like a, a ton of potential to be adapted in a more serious manner. I know, and there's like, other studios that do it too. Yeah, 
So it had potential, but clearly, yeah, it didn't <laughs> live up to that. Yeah, so now we know why <laughs> the movie was dropped on Disney+. Plus and it, it was... A re- it was a poorly made remake of a not very beloved animated movie. Beloved by our generation, but not by many. Like, yeah. if you look at Mulan's box office, I believe it is the... Alright, of the Disney Renaissance from 1989 to 2000, it is the third least successful Behind Hercules and the Rescuers Down Under. Of, like, all... Of the um, Renaissance that began in 1989 with Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. And ended Got with it, Tarzan yeah. 2000. Yeah. It's the third least successful one. Yeah. Though it looks like it's got... Let's see. Out of the reviews, it has a 86%. So... Right, it looks like Rescuers didn't do that good. Pocahontas, it has a, higher than Hunchback, really. All right, so it looks like it's more in terms of reviews, it's in the middle. Mm-hmm. The animated one was, but yeah. So I said, no, I'm not gonna waste thirty bucks on that movie when I can watch it for free in December. So I watched for the first time. I think since middle since elementary school, the animated version wow. of Mulan, which I had not watched in so long, and I I'll be honest, I did not remember a lot of it. Oh really? Really? But I gotta say, it was very good. You know, not top tier yeah. Disney in my opinion, but still mm-hmm. very good. I really liked yeah. the design of the bad guy they had. Uh, what was his name? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I really liked how they gave him the orange yeah, eyes. Cool. He has like the very sharp, almost vampire-like teeth. Yeah, he's, he looks like a vampire. Is really cool. And, um, and his sword, he's got that crooked sword. And you know how, how you know someone's evil? <laughs> a crooked sword? <laughs> well, there's that. But when they only wear one glove, oh, it's yeah, like, that's evil. I don't want to be caught, but at the same time, I'm okay if I leave some fingerprints behind. That's actually, that's good to keep in mind. I'm writing a D&D campaign. It'd be very good to remember the one glove rule. Yes, so if you ever are looking for a criminal in like a police lineup, say, show us your hands. Yeah. If they're all if yeah. there's one who's missing a glove, you know that's the guy who did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mulan. Very good. You know what I was thinking of while I was watching it? You know what, what it looks like the live action one is missing? What? One key ingredient that the anime one had. Fun. Yeah, no. The, the live action one does not look fun. Yeah, and, and when you don't go for fun, you have to be great. And it sounds like yeah, they no, missed that, the mark. That's the and that's what I was thinking that like the animated one is so fun and it's it's very watchable to me and like it's even a little silly at times that it's just like the actual story that they're seem to be readapting for the live action one isn't that so like you said the fact that Disney's making it and everyone's going to compare it to this more fun animated movie like it seems like it would be more fitting 
in the hands of like a studio that does like war movies or something like, like serious. any other studio would have been better off yeah like give this to Universal or Warner Brothers I will say there's a lot that happens in that anime movie that I was shocked they were able to get away with like they kill off <laughs> they kill off yeah. the dude's dad there's like that yeah. scene where they have all those bodies on the ground I was like, mm-hmm. man, Disney, they were willing to kill off anyone in the 90s. Yeah, they were. So, and you know what I also decided to watch? Because I watched the first Mulan, I oh, decided wow. to watch, for the first time ever, Mulan 2, the direct-to-video oh, really? animated movie, which wow. has the Rotten Tomatoes score of zero. <laughs> What? <laughs> the zero score on Rotten Tomatoes. You watched that. Wow. So I watched it all the way through. I'm very proud of myself to say. Jeez. <laughs> and I'll just say this. I was I walked into this knowing 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was my mindset going into it. 0%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer on... YouTube and first vi- recommended video was Mulan 2, the worst Disney sequel ever. So oh I go that in there with that mindset. Yeah. And I watched it. I'm just like, you know what? It's not terrible. It's not great. But overall, I'd yeah. say it's okay. Huh. At the end, I was like, I'm glad I watched this. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I- it's interesting. I never, I never heard of that one in particular as being a particularly bad one necessarily. Like, I've never had much interest in uh, Disney sequel, direct-to-video sequels. They're clearly not really one of the main experiences, unless it's Lion King one and a half. Oh yeah, that's a different story. But other than that, uh, I just don't even really think about them. Uh, it's definitely small scale compared to Mulan's this big war epic. In this movie, there's a deal being made between two uh, empires in China about they have to guard these princesses who are going to be... They have to guard these princesses who are going to marry the emperor, the sons of this other emperor, and that's going to form like a peace deal or whatever. Which is very small scale compared to the Mulan, which was a giant war epic. They did do a new version of um, what's the song the three the three dudes sing? Oh my God, worth fighting for something like a girl oh, a girl yeah. worth fighting um, for. They do a new version of yeah. that. Yeah, and there's there's definitely some story problems in the movie. There are times where you're a little bit like, wow, Mushu is being a bit of an a-hole throughout this movie. But then at the end, at the end, he does redeem himself. So you're like, okay, that's fine. But there's definitely, it's, you can tell it doesn't have the budget of like a theatrical one. And there's definitely some story issues. Like, there's a certain moment, like, immediately you know how the movie's going to end. Oh, really? And... Unfortunately, no. I mean, it came out in 2004, so spoilers, whatever. There's only one action scene the whole movie. One. 
and they're guarding these princesses. It's so important that they guard these princesses, but they're walking around. They go to a carnival-like thing. No one is trying to kill these princesses. No one, except for one scene. And then you have the ending, which resolves the character's story, but the main plot kind of never gets resolved. Oh. <laughs> but at the end, you're like, you know what? And there's like a lot of weird 2004 references, which don't make sense in the movie. Oh. <laughs> but at the end, I was like, you know what? I'm glad I watched it. I think that there's some good stuff in the movie, despite having some issues. I think... Uh, everyone at the end of the movie is left off better than when we left than where we left them. So, That's good. That's as good. the end of the franchise, you kind of leave thinking, you know what? Maybe it wasn't great. It's overall only okay. But we yeah. leave this version of Mulan, and we're like, okay, I'm fine leaving them in this position. Which is a a better position than they were in at the start of the movie. Yeah. So, like, you know yeah. what? Overall, I was glad I watched it. That's saying something. That's not the worst review you could possibly give. No. And you know what was awesome? So, they didn't have Eddie Murphy come back as right. uh, Mushu. Yeah. But they instead, they recast him with... Where is Mushu in the... Credits. This guy, Mark Mosley, do you know what his job is? Uh, what? He fills in for actors in terms of voiceover like Eddie Murphy or Patrick Stewart or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, his job is he plays Donkey in a Shrek thing. He played Mushu in House of Mouse. (laughs) He took over for A. Murphy in the show, The PJs. And he was the voice. He dubbed over some of the Terminator in Hmm. Terminator 3. He um, did... He took over for Robin Williams... In the term of Theodore Roosevelt for Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian video game. So, that huh. is when Eddie Murphy is unavailable, you call that guy. And so, so, it's specifically he does it for those actors, or is it just he generally replaces when, like, he's a backup voice actor? Or does he specifically do Eddie Murphy, like Robin Williams? Uh,. From what I see on his filmography, that's mostly what he does. He fills in for Eddie hmm. Murphy, Patrick Stewart, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Robin that's Williams. That's really interesting. And honestly, if you didn't know, he sounds exactly like Eddie Murphy in Mulan wow. 2. Yeah, I guess I if, was wowed by that performance he gave. <laughs> yeah, wow. So yeah, Mulan 2. I was watching it. I'm like, you know what? At the end, I'm glad I watched it. And if I rewatched the first one, I'd probably watch the second one again. Oh, really? Yeah, from that description and also just in general, I don't think I've seen the second one. 
I doubt you have. Because it, yeah. they did so... They canceled the third one because they were going to do a third one, which will have been written mm-hmm. by the guys who did the first one. Oh. Well. But alas, it shall never be, and especially won't be, now that the live-action one flopped. <laughs> yeah. Which I think definitely. we can say now, that one was never going to make a billion. The movie they have now was never going to make a billion. Yeah. I... Because of such negative reception that it's having. Yeah, definitely. No one I've seen is saying they love it. People who like it are saying that they wanted more, but they thought it was overall okay. Yeah, not high praise. So there we go. Now we know why they dumped it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we, we certainly know now. All right, guys. So now that we talked about what we were watching, you know, shall we start 50 minutes into it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's practically the show now is uh, what we've <laughs> what been watching. We've been but watching. you know, all right. So that I guess. Oh no, my top. I mean, the the top of my soda. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't getting it's X-rayed. A, or it's a very different show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my top! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So there we go. Not to get people too excited, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I this this one's just audio, so yes. So shall we start with our first topic of the day? Yeah, I will hit the record button now. All right, can you see if it's recording or? <clears throat> I thought I pressed record. I saw I I saw it pop up for a second, but now it's gone. I wonder if it. I don't like how it's doing this. All right, well, it looks like it's going now. Yeah, now I see you recording. Okay, so there we go. Hopefully we won't have to reset in the middle. Yeah, hopefully. So far it hasn't acted that weird, but we'll see. No, we've been we've been able to go over an hour sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see. All right, so yeah, I see it says recording right now. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, you know, we had some news come out recently that I figured we shouldn't talk about during our DC fandom special because it deserves to be its own special spot. And I know it's going to take over yeah. the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So, a few weeks... When, when did it happen? A few weeks um. ago... When, Two weeks ago, maybe? See, August 28th is when we all found out. So wow. that's about about a month ago. Yeah. All right. So about a month ago, we had the shocking news that Chadwick, po- Chadwick Boseman, known to most of us as Black Panther or T'Challa, and some people know him as Jackie Robinson. Uh, he also did, what was that other one he did? James Brown or Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. Amazing career this dude had. Had passed away at the age of 43. So, I remember being told about it. It, it really is one of the most shocking deaths I think I've heard since Robin Williams. Yeah, no, same. I it was I was 
really surprised. Yeah, I remember I was just sitting there, and my mom told me, did you hear that the guy from Black Panther died? So immediately I'm thinking, okay, Forrest Whitaker, the guy who played his dad, and then we find it was actually yeah. Chadwick Boseman, and I was shocked by it. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, was, it was just such a weird thing to hear. And then we find out more about how he had been sick since 2016. He made Black Panther and Infinity War while he yeah, was that sick. Was, that was one of the shocking things to me is just that it's like through all of that. Um, it seemed impossible, but wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever you... Th- it's almost, you know... Chadwick Boseman really was an example of it doesn't really matter how much time you have in this life. It's what you do with it. And Mm -hmm. he made sure he did a lot of it, and he also used his Black Panther status to help a lot of people. Yeah. And then you find out he was going through it with uh, colon cancer. And, for you know, you hear that news, and you really don't know what the— what people who are going through it, like what their mind, their head is going through at that time. Yeah. But it really is almost like a Christopher Reeve type thing where both of these guys had <clears throat> this horrible thing happen to them and they overcame it. They really did earn, in Christopher Reeve's case, the Superman cape or Chadwick yeah. Boseman, the Black Panther cowl. Yeah, they really definitely. stepped up and showed that no. It's not about what life gives you. It's about what you do with it. Yeah, definitely. It definitely made me think, like, just, like, if you when you, if you get that news that you're, like, dying and then you have to go through, like, or, or at least that you're battling uh, potentially death and then you have to, like, go do chemotherapy and stuff, it seems incredible to then choose, like, I'm going to keep... Doing all the, th- I'm gonna keep doing everything that he, I was doing. He never <laughs> like stopped, was, and apparently he yeah. was still, he still thought up until a week before he died that he was gonna do Black Panther two. Oh wow! So, I figured we could talk about our thoughts on Chadwick Boseman. I mean, most of us know him from Black Panther. That's all I've seen him in. Have you seen him in anything else? I, I think. Probably just Black Panther, but let me refresh my memory. Maybe there's something I've seen him in that I... I mean, I guess as Black Panther would be the other thing. So, um, obviously he's in uh, other... Yeah, I don't think I've... Nothing I'm seeing here. I, I don't think I've seen. All right, yeah. so I guess we'll just focus on his work as Black Panther. See, if yeah. we were a real movie news show, we'd be going into like, oh, when he did his historical drama. But no, we're going to focus on Black Panther because that's what we do on this show. That's okay. I mean, popular things are important. Too. Yes. It was a very impactful thing that he did. Yes. So for me now, I was first introduced to Black Panther in the direct-to-video movie Ultimate Avengers 2, colon, Rise of the Black Panther. And I remember in 2014 being in this acting class, 
and there was this other dude who was into Marvel as well. And we were talking about, in 2014, the upcoming Marvel slate. Because remember in 2014, we had a Spider-Man and X-Men and a Captain America movie. And yeah. <laughs> we were talking about, I think Guardians came up. And I talked about, uh, I don't really care about Guardians. He was real excited for it. I didn't care. But you know who I really want to see a movie of? Black Panther. And we both agreed, but man, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> so we yeah. fast forward to after Winter Soldier has come out. Marvel does their big press event announcing what Phase 3 is going to be. And they announced Captain America Civil War. That is going to be the first movie of Phase 3. And me, I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. Civil War. Because yeah, for me... Civil War was the first event I read in comics, and the way a lot of people felt about how Avengers Infinity War was kind of like what their time with Marvel movies have been building towards, it felt like for mm-hmm. me, my time with Marvel Comics had been building up to this Civil War event, which I was so excited to see. I was like, man, how often are they going to do this? Turns out they do those things about once a year, but still, at the time, I was excited, and uh, it's still like the biggest comic event, at least that I think of, and we were going to get a Civil War movie, and I remember thinking, well, too bad we're not going to have Spider-Man in the movie, but then they announce that Black Panther is going to be in it, and we heard the stories about how they brought Chadwick on stage, and Robert Downey Jr. was pulling one arm, and Chris Evans was pulling the other, and they were mimicking kind of a comic book cover where Spider-Man was torn in between them. It turned out Spider-Man was in the movie. So, for me, Civil War... I think Civil War and the Dark Knight will be those movies where, around the time they came out, are like my most vivid memories of being excited for a movie yeah the dark knight and civil war and you know people came in for you know people were excited to see captain america excited to see iron man and i mean excited to see spider-man but we've we'd also had two previous movie versions so everyone kind of knows spider-man And it was this new character, Black Panther, who also stole the show. He became really the third main character of that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I I loved what they did with uh, Black Panther in that movie. I thought it was such a great introduction for him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Mm -hmm. I just... I always remember like the the feeling of like going to see Civil War. So to have like a cast like one of the main guys from that movie gone now is weird to think about. Yeah. So uh <clears throat> I guess what are your thoughts on Captain and also the first time we see Chadwick Boseman. It's like where Natasha is at like a UN type meeting thing and we see the back of Chadwick Chadwick Boseman's back is to the camera, and then he turns. And 
Like, you're just like the moment, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Black Panther right there. So it was great. So what are your thoughts about Civil War, in my opinion, the best movie the MCU ever did? What are your thoughts about Civil War and Black Panther's role in the movie? Well, um, Civil War is uh, one of my favorites. And being, like, when I first saw Civil War, and it was before... Black Panther came out, although although also much after Civil War came out, um, I, uh, I I wasn't as familiar with the character of Black Panther, but it really um, his like significant role in Civil War really sets uh, that part of the MCU up really nicely. He was one of the best parts of that movie, I think. Yeah. So. We had Civil War in 2016. And two years later, we were going to get a double dose of Black Panther. Because in 2018, he had his solo movie, Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler. And, you know, the build-up to Black Panther was really special. Because for a lot of people, this was going to be the first time they there was... This was the first time there was a black lead in a superhero movie. Yeah. And I just remember a lot of people talking about that. There was a lot of excitement. And I always remember, like, going to the movies and seeing, like, these young kids just, like, walking past a poster of Black Panther and immediately stopping and just staring at it. Which, you know... We had had Black Lightning, the TV show premiere, a few, like, a month earlier, but we had never had, like, a movie, a superhero movie with a black lead. Some people say, uh, Blade, Blade is not a superhero, people. He's a vampire, okay? Mm-hmm. He exists <laughs> with other superheroes. Blade is not a superhero. Just <clears throat> like Black Widow is not a superhero, and the Guardians of the Galaxy aren't. But Black Panther is. And I just remember going to it and just being wowed by it. I think it's definitely, for me, the best three origin stories of the MCU are Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Panther. And I think that, I I mean, we talked about before, but in our most important superhero movies, but I think because Marvel knew that people had been waiting for a Black-led superhero movie for years... This wasn't just going to get the people who already go to Marvel movies. It was going to have them bring people who grew up either with Tim Burton's Batman or Adam West's Batman. Maybe even going back to George Reeves' Superman. Who have been waiting since their childhoods to see a superhero who looked like them on the big screen. I think they knew that. I think that's why they made sure to make a movie that generations of people would like, which Mm -hmm. is why they made it... They focused on the very classic elements of Black Panther. He's a guy who inherits both the mantle of Black Panther and the mantle of King of Wakanda. And you have the story about someone else is trying to become the king because he feels like his father was betrayed. It's just a very classic story. And I think that that's what made that classic story 
be the first superhero movie nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Only twice has that happened, with Joker being the other, and this was the first one. So, Black Panther, an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about how I don't know how well a lot of the MCU movies are going to age. Yeah. You know, because it's just something that happens. I think the only, there's only five that I think are safe. There's the first Iron Man movie and the Captain America trilogy and Black Panther. I think those are those five are the really the only ones that will be safe and age well. And not to say the mm. other ones are bad, but I think those ones years from now people can be able to go will be able to go back to those five and enjoy them. So yeah. what are your thoughts on yeah, Black not- Panther 2018? I definitely, yeah, I definitely uh, feel that way about Black Panther. That I think that that like, um, there's something about that movie that f- that does feel like there will be a, a timelessness to it. That it just feels like, you know, we obviously got a ton of superhero movies in the last few years, the last decade. Um, that's one of them that stands out to me as being like like you know if you had to pick a few superhero movies from the last decade uh of um that would be one of them to really showcase and like uh i I still like it on some of my lists um where that was maybe i put that as like my number two mcu film it was up in it was way up there at least um and yeah that's still uh, one of the best, um, just a extremely, uh, solid, enjoyable movie, um, that just felt like its own, uh, little piece of that, you know, like it fit into the, the MCU, but it kind of felt its own a little bit, which I, yeah, it's very liked. standalone, yeah. except for, um, <clears throat> the new Agent Coulson, whatever that guy's name, uh, Agent Ross, is that it? Sign like that. You don't mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's in Civil mm-hmm. War also. Mm-hmm. And we man, twenty eighteen, we were excited. You know, twenty eighteen, looking back, that was a great year for Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a lot of great movies come out that year. I think there was the only dud was Ant Man and the Wasp. But Yeah, but it, um We also yeah. had in twenty eighteen Avengers Infinity War with yeah, Black Panther. I mean Remember 2017, we had two movies with Wonder Woman, and then 2018, we had two movies with Black Panther. That is awesome. Yeah. I I'm waiting for Batman for be that way one day. Well, yeah. 20, 2018, we also had two movies with Spider Man, even though it's not the same version. But yeah, in 2018, we had Avengers: Infinity War, the culmination of what had happened before, and. You know, I I just remember watching it, being very pessimistic going into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in retrospect, I should have had that pessimism for Endgame, but remember being ve- but this felt like one of those giant event books. You know, I almost look at like the phases of the MCU are focused on different areas of comics. Like Phase One is like a tribute to the Stan Lee Jack Kirby era. And the Ultimate Universe. Phase 2 is like a tribute to classic storylines like the Winter Soldier and Extremis, which was Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. 
Phase 3 feels like a tribute to those big summer blockbuster storylines they do, like Civil War, Planet Hulk, and the Infinity Gauntlet. And boy, that that movie feels so big. And Black Panther really shines in that movie. He's great in it, and, um, yeah, I mean, one of, like, the big pop moments of the movie that really stands out is him with the army of Wakanda. He's got Captain America with him, and he has, and he goes like this, and you have the aliens coming, and he calls out Wakanda forever. So, yeah, that, that was great, you know. I think... When Avengers Infinity War came out, I broke my rule I had with the Dark Knight trilogy. Which is where I would enjoy a movie for itself and not have the other ones affect it. I think when Avengers Infinity War kind of came out, I was letting what would happen in Endgame affect my enjoyment of Infinity War instead of just enjoying it for what it was. But the more time has gone on, the more I've really come to enjoy Infinity War. So, Infinity War... Such a cool movie. Black Panther really stands out in that movie. In a movie with so many characters. I mean, top five, you got to have Iron Man, Spider-Man, Black Panther. Figure out the rest later, not Hulk. But uh, there we go. So what are your thoughts on, uh, not Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther's role in the movie? Yeah, um, I mean, again, I... Uh... Yeah, like you said, 2018 was a great year. It was really great that we got to see Black Panther in two movies like that, and it just, uh, it felt like a like uh, a quick turnaround. Like it, it was interesting to have Black Panther as the the last taste before the the big culmination that was Infinity War. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I think his role in Infinity War was great um i mean i liked a lot of uh people's role i mean there were only a couple uh heroes i didn't like their Hulk. role of as much but yeah <laughs> um you you thought that was bad wait a year later till we get to hulk and Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but, um as far as black panthers like i just remember being disappointed at the time that uh I was like, did uh, spoilers for Infinity War, people? But I was <laughs> two like, years old. But... Why did Black Panther get dusted? Like that was, I know, I was it, sh- like you knew he was coming back, but you're just like, yeah. can't he have a bigger role in the next one? <laughs> can't you take yeah, out all I, the Guardians instead? P- part of me was like, I, I get it. It's like they're they're saving the uh, um, Original ones. Like they're getting together the original ones, but like I just felt like you just released Black Panther and like I kinda wanted Black Panther to be in that group of the Avengers that got the other Avengers back. Would have been cool. Yeah, so I don't know. Did you want to mention Endgame? I don't care. I, I, I have no I don't. I'm not gonna talk about Endgame, but if you want that's to, fine. you can if you uh, want you wanna skip yeah. it. No, that's fine. I don't I don't all right, he's in there. His yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what he does, but he's in the end game. All right, so you know, I'll say this: Black Panther's the only character in Endgame who I thought I thought didn't get crapped on. Hmm. That, that's, that's what a... I can say. 
That's because okay. I don't really like what happened. I mean, Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Spider Man, Black Panther is really the only one who I thought came out in Endgame okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I feels like it's been an eternity since I've seen Endgame, but come to think of that, I I do kind of like that ending. All right. Now, Marvel has a bit of a predicament right now about what are they going to do next with Black Panther? Because it sounds like uh, we're getting different reports, but it sounds like it. They didn't know Chadwick was as bad in such bad health as he was at the time, when when we all found out. So, and they did have a Black Panther two script being written by Ryan Coogler. So the question is, what do they do next with Black Panther, aka T'Challa? Yeah. So, I guess first we'll just talk about what we'd want to have happen, and then we'll go through some of the scenarios that we think will happen. So, I'll say this. For me, the answer is simple. You have Black Panther, a.k.a. T'Challa, means so much to people. Like we saw, did you see those pictures online of these kids who were having like, with their action figures, like Black Panther funerals? Yeah, I've seen a little of that. And I think we need to make something clear. Chadwick Boseman was not really Black Panther. Black mm-hmm. Panther is a drawing in a comic book. He just wore the costume and said the lines, brought the character to life, did a great job. I think the way to honor Chadwick Boseman is to have a new actor take the torch of T'Challa and move it forward. And either in the MCU or if they want to pull a The Batman set outside the MCU. Mm-hmm. But I think throwing the character away of T'Challa would be such horrible disrespect to Chadwick Boseman, especially knowing all he did to bring that character to life. Yeah. So I'm not going to go too much into this because I, I try to keep out of the MCU right now. It's like uh, an ex-wife or something. Wish the best for you, but we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say this. Some people believe that having someone else take over the role of T'Challa is disrespectful to Chadwick Boseman. I completely disagree, but we're on the same page of we want Chadwick Boseman respected. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, remind me to say something when I'm done with this. Okay. Bring something up. Because there's something cool Marvel's doing right now. Is having a new 
Superman show, disrespectful to Christopher Reeve? Is the Batman disrespectful to Adam West? No. In fact, I'll say this. You know, pop culture has a shelf life. The Dark Knight, its shelf life has recently come to an end. Shelf life, you really only last about a decade and then you're done. And I hate to say this, some people will try to deny it, but it's true. The shelf life of the MCU, a decade in, is coming to an end. 20 years, people, kids are not going to watch that Black Panther movie. As much as they should, because it's great, they're not going to. Because it's too old. It's already two years in, but I mean the fact that it's connected to a franchise that started 12 years ago... It's like the shelf life is coming to an end. They're not going to watch it. So if you don't, Black Panther will disappear. No one will ever talk about Black Panther again. It will be a fad from 2018. If if you want to say, no, only Chadwick can do it, go ahead. But Black Panther will just be a fad from 2018. And... Young black kids born in 2025 won't be able to have the experience that kids from 2018 were able to have. Yeah. So I'll just say, but, but, you look at DC and also Spider-Man, Hulk, these are characters that go on forever. When you look at Every time, like we have the Batman coming out, a whole new generation is going to be introduced to Adam West. If that Tim Burton Batman movie had never happened, no one from our generation would ever have watched that Adam West Batman show because it's too old. Superman Lois is coming. A new generation is going to be introduced to the greatness of Christopher Reeve. And George Reeves. And also Tom Welling and Dean Cain who are luck- who are still with us. Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I guarantee you there are some little girls who were introduced to Linda Carter after that. Because of the Hulk movies or his appearances in the other Marvel movies, people are being introduced to Bill Bixby 27 years after he died. By reinventing the character, they can go on forever. And also Spider-Man. You know, Infinity War and Civil War are introducing a whole new generation to Tobey Maguire. Because those shel- the shelf life of those are over now. Mm-hmm. Black Panther can be reintroduced to a new generation, and a new generation can have their version, just like we have our Batman, you know? We had yeah. Adam West. We had the Burton Schumacher. We had the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Gotham. We had the DCEU. Now we're getting the Batman. Mm-hmm. A new generation. It, Black Panther can be reinvented for a new generation. And you know what? 15 years from now, kids who wouldn't 
have gone back to see it will be introduced to Chadwick Boseman and make it so that his work goes on forever, like Adam mm-hmm. West, like Christopher Reeve, like George Reeves, like Bill Bixby. Yeah. But it won't happen if you say it ends with Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on it. So we'll get into some of the fan speculation, but what would mm-hmm. you want to have happen with Black Panther and T'Challa after this? Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, my my first reaction just with a question like that, uh, like when you first brought it up, is just like, you know, it's... Um, it's tough for it to not feel too soon to even talk about it at all, where it's just, uh, it's hard to, to think about the next Black Panther, but I do think that the character of Black Panther doesn't deserve less than to be treated like the other timeless great superheroes. Um... Like what are you like? Never ever uh, casting anyone as Black Panther again seems obviously like the wrong choice to me because if it, I mean the character is important to people and uh, it should live on in some way. If it takes a while, um, like because I also do think like time should be taken to consider like you know who does take like uh who does like um if ryan coogler and the rest of the cast need like a break for a while i can understand that and i would support that like they need like three or four years of yeah let's just put it for a little while we need to wait a little like a few years before we get back because i don't even think Black Panther 2 had a release date yet. Yeah. Because it wasn't in their Phase 4 announcement. Yeah, there wasn't a release date for Black Panther 2 yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of how I, like... There, there's no rush, and there definitely shouldn't be a rush... Especially because um, there's going to be four next year. Yeah, we don't even need to be talking about it right now necessarily, but like big picture, um, it's an important character. So um, I think I would agree that it's more respectful to keep the character going. All right, so... I went over some of like the fan theories or whatever. I think we could talk about what we thought think about them, what what's the likelihood of them. So the first one is I think what we both said we would want to have happen is recast. What's the likelihood of it? As much as I think they should, at least in this current MCU, I don't think it will happen. Because the fact that they got rid of 
I mean, the fact that they got rid of Captain America and Iron Man just because those actors want to leave, under those circumstances, I don't see them bringing a new actor for Black Panther, Panther under these circumstances. Yeah. But I did see something that was interesting. It, it may, maybe, I I wouldn't agree with the rationale, but may, maybe there's something there. I saw this person comment, the difference between those two is that Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are still around, where they can come back. Now, I don't think they will, but, I mean, we said the same thing about Ben Affleck as Batman, Maybe Marvel's kind of banking on, well, we'll wait a phase and maybe they'll come back. It is possible. Yeah. But that because Chadwick's no longer with us, they should give it to someone else. I don't think they will do it. I just... I kind of feel like as much as I want it to happen... I think T'Challa's story in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this iteration of the MCU, is done now. So, yeah. what do you think? Do you think they would recast, or is is T'Challa uh, done? I think that was my hunch, too, that as far as the MCU goes, uh, I mean, we haven't seen much evidence that they're going to be too into recasting anything uh so they were in the beginning but yeah but not in, not anymore so especially with circumstances like this it's hard to um yeah i, I think it would be a while um before they consider that all right so do you think that now some people are wondering should they just mention that should Black Panther the mantle not be brought brought up again should no one else take up the mantle and we'll bring up some other characters who could actually be in the suit but should Black Panther end should that be the end of at least the the mantle in the MCU. I don't know. I'll just say this: if you're not going to re- have a new actor replace take over, if you're not going to have a new actor be handed the torch to T'Challa, then I say, then don't even bother doing it again in the MCU, in mm-hmm. the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're not going to have a new actor play T'Challa, don't even bother doing it. That's kind of my thoughts on it. So what do you think? Mm -hmm. Do you think that without Chadwick Boseman, they'll just say, the Black Panther, Wakanda, luckily we told that in a one-shot story, nominated for Best Picture, should that be the end of the Wakanda story in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um. Mm, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's tough. Like, I guess I, I guess I think what's probably going because they're, I think they're probably going to for a while, you know, continue the story without um, Black Panther as as part of it. Um, whether or not that's what they should do, because I mean, they have some things slated. So, um, um, I don't, that, that, that's tough to, like, I, it's, I, I do think that, like I said, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be recasting that anytime soon, but I really don't know what they'll do with, uh, stories pertaining to the Wakanda in general. But if they're not going strange. to recast, would you want them to just be done with yeah. Wakanda? Um, maybe you could have Okoye or someone, or Shuri pop up. But in terms of someone in the Black Panther suit, with if they're not going to recast, have that be it. I mean, I guess on I guess honestly, like normally, if you were to pose a similar question like this, I might say. No, you need to go all the way. You need to recast. Or but if they're not going to recast someone. T'Challa, um, but I think I would. I think I think they maybe should continue it, just because they had a lot of good world building, and I don't think that they should end it at all, including with Black Panther. So, like, I guess I'm saying that anything that they continue. Uh, in this vein will be good and I think it's needed because like I think my work like we were just talking about how like um how this movie was so important in terms of like feeling like uh like taking leaps and forward in like representation in superhero movies um and if you were to just now that uh, Black Panther is a part isn't a part of it now. It's just all, all of Wakanda is not going to be explored anymore. It seems like too big of a leap to me. So, it feels weird. It would be it would be sort of like you're saying like um, like with some other things like if, like if there was a a Batman show that stopped having Batman, but they were still gonna do, tell stories in Gotham. Like I can see how that would be weird but i don't necessarily know that i would va- that i would want to vouch for getting rid of all of it all right so there had been some ideas for if they want to continue without t'challa who could take over the mantle and there's one that's brought up a lot and that is shuri and let, I'll just say I'll say it right away. I think replacing T'Challa with anyone is stupid. Hand the torch to another actor. Story wise, it would make sense because she would be next in line in the throne. Right. That being said, the Shuri from the movie. I love Shuri from the movie. Great side character. I can't see that character leading a movie. You would almost have to completely reboot Shuri. 
it maybe if something happened to to Chala that would kind of propel her on her journey to becoming a new character, but mm-hmm. the way the character is in the MC, which I love, the way that character is. I can't see her leading a movie the way she's written in the MCU. And also, some people are saying, well, in the comics, Shuri was Black Panther for a while. Yes. But that, but T'Challa was still around. He just wasn't in the suit. So, what do you... I, I could see it. I, I could see... I could see it being written in a way where that where that would work. I I like that seems like a pretty fun way for the story to go. Like I can see what you mean in terms of the way that it is, but I guess I don't I just I don't necessarily have a doubt like it would certainly be possible to turn that into more of a lead. Um should they do it because people will mention from the comics but that's such a small sliver of a 50-year history. Or do these yeah. circumstances... And, and remember, in the comics, T'Challa was still around. Yeah. I kind of wonder... Because there's this... Uh, there's like a newer Shuri series, right? Um, yeah. Which I've almost read, but haven't. Um, I mean... Oh. Uh, maybe I'll, is... I'll say this now also. Maybe we'll rearrange this in the editing, Okay. But right now, on the Marvel Comics app, they're giving away for free every issue of Black Panther. Oh, wow. 50 years. She Okay. I got well, it. Well, I have to get on that. <laughs> and I think maybe that, you know, I always recommend that. I always think it's important for, like, kids to get into comics. Mm-hmm. But... You know, the only other situation we've had like this is George Reeves, who died while he was still Superman. And, you know, the documentary about Superman talks about, well, you still don't have the flesh and blood guy, but you still have the character in the comics. And maybe there's some kid out there who is really affected by Black Panther who Mm -hmm. I hope will take advantage of, hey... There's 50 years of T'Challa out there that you can get. And, you know, in a comic, you can cast whoever you want. You want to have Chadwick Boseman marry Halle Berry? Why not? Because in a comic, you're you're the director in your head, basically. Yeah. That actually, that is a, a good point. It, I think it, it would be, It's yeah, it's a good way to... Um, transition people into reading comics it, it does make it also makes me think like that's a really good idea to give you know the 50 years of comics free to like say like hey cared about this character you can dive in kind of makes hey, me no more excuses of oh 50 years i can't get into it all mm-hmm. but yeah i mean they even have the newest one for free too it's yeah it was like 250 some issues yeah they should it makes me really think like because there are some apps that like are more like integrated with libraries where you can get like ebooks and stuff um, just for free, um, uh, and they don't have enough comics on them. 
that's what I've noticed. And it kind of makes me think, like, they really need to do that because, like, that's one way to, especially, like, to get kids into reading and stuff. It's a good idea. But. Yeah, so, all right. So there are some other ideas about who could take over the mantle. And boy, did I not want to bring this up. Because I'll just say this. If Marvel do, does this, then screw Marvel. Screw them. This will be officially jumping the shark. Some people are saying, what if Killmonger became Black Panther? And I say, no, no, no. If Michael B. Jordan had never been in Black Panther and was going to play T'Challa, it'd be different. But Killmonger, the villain, that's like... That's if odd. If if history had happened differently, or Christian Bale had died after the Dark Knight, and Heath Ledger was going to be in the suit the next movie, no! No, no, no! If Marvel does that, then screw Marvel. But I, as much as I'm not a fan of the current direction they're headed in the movies, I think they have enough common sense not to do that. Yeah, I don't think they do. That seems like such a weird idea. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, I would never have made had that thought or definitely certainly would never make that choice if it were up to me so all right now here's the last one this is one that would actually get me a little excited one to make me think oh well you could do this maybe the answer isn't going forward maybe it's going backward what if they did a time period piece about T'Challa's dad, T'Chaka, when he was Black Panther? Now, I mean, again, it's floating timeline, but mm-hmm. in the comics, there are stories about during World War II, Captain America went to Wakanda. And again, it'd be like, again, we're acting. We're letting the actors control the story, but maybe yeah. under these circumstances, you convince Chris Evans to make an appearance. That's pretty cool. To Chuck, plus it would buy them some time to figure out what are they going to do in the future. This is like yeah. the one exception I would have because it doesn't affect what happens to T'Challa's story. Maybe you have baby T'Challa or something. Maybe he just walks, maybe baby T'Challa goes into his dad's yeah. closet and puts on the mask. He's like, T'Challa, not yet! 2008, 2016! Yeah. What about that? Yeah, that's that? a good idea. T'Ch- I mean, I just think it works so many ways where it buys us some time because then you don't have to worry about another what you're going to do with T'Challa for another three years or four years yeah. or whatever. And you could have... Captain, if you said during World War II, Captain America can make an appearance if you beg yeah. Chris Evans or be smart and recast. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, that's the one. What would you think about that? That to me is, that's the one option. If you're, if you want to buy some time, if you want to have someone else do the mantle, go back, have the T'Chaka. Yeah, um, that's an awesome idea, <laughs> like, for sure. Um, 
and it definitely would be a way to sort of feel like you're delving into that specific character, like his version of, like, you know, you, you don't get to have um, Chadwick Boseman in it, unfortunately, but you sort of get to pay homage by deepening the lore of that character. So that would be that would be good to see, and it would still feel within the MCU or something. All right. I'm downloading all of the Black Panther comics right now. So Are you, did you make an account? I, I already had one, but I didn't okay. remember my password. Be forewarned. I had to, af- after a while, I had to delete some because of the space, but they'll all be in the cloud. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it will no, take a while for you to get through all of them. They yeah. also have his first appearance in Fantastic Four as well. Oh, really? All right. You know what? I was reading Fantastic Four, his first appearance. I, Man, it is surprising how much of the Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, those first appearances, how much still stuck with the character. Because they talk about him inheriting the mantle. They have Claw in there from the first movie. It's just, they had, it is really yeah. amazing how much from that first appearance first two appearances stuck with the character versus like in batman you know there was gordon and that's pretty much all that stuck from the first issue yeah and like spider-man's origin like it's pretty much exactly the same as you have in like the movies and so much Mm -hmm. of it just stuck around yeah all right now here's something that I think needs to be asked. How does this affect the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward? Versus, does this show, maybe, is this another sign that, you know, maybe, after all these years, is it time to think about closing it out? I'll just say this. Mm We knew, look, the MCU was going to have some trouble after Endgame because they lost their two biggest characters. Then you have it where, I mean, this MCU version of Spider-Man has not been a hit with the audience, at least in his solo movies. People did not like Thor in Endgame. Hulk just just sucks now. Let's say it. Green Mark (laughs) Ruffalo, who cares? Remember a year ago? When they did their Phase 4 announcement, and no one was really excited, it was just, eh. Yeah. Now they have to deal with bringing in the X-Men, which is a big continuity thing. Yeah. How do you introduce mutants? And now you're getting to it to where this continuity's been around for 12 years. Over 20 movies. Now they're getting into TV. Which, you know... It's going to be impossible for like a new person to jump in soon if you're adding TV mm-hmm. into it as well. And now we lost Black Panther, who for a lot of people was the future. Yeah. I mean, it really was, besides like X-Men and Fantastic Four, which is a while away, the future was Spider-Man and Black Panther. A lot of people don't like MCU Spider-Man. Black Panther's kind of gone. I think... 
it really is time to think, you know what, guys? Maybe it's time to call it a day. Maybe Phase 4 will have Avengers 5 be the actual finale. Yeah. Does this... Do you think this affects it at all? Because I think there's got to be part of you saying, well, maybe it is time to bring it to a close. I mean, so I what definitely do you think? think it's. Uh, I I definitely think it's a factor that could maybe push them towards that decision. Not necessarily that I think they'd make it, but I I don't like. I know I do, and I think a lot of like when. Obviously, people don't like things ending, but it does kind of make people, like, get on board. Like, I think it would get people excited, start maybe to, I mean, maybe we'd even get better movies. A lot of times, like, I don't know, a lot of times, like, when things end, it seems like, uh, you know, uh writers kind of get it together and think, okay, what is really good about this? How do we make the finale out of this? Um, Well, more importantly than having it end is that with the ending, it gives you a new beginning to start over. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. um, Not that it would end forever, certainly. But um, I think that I don't think that the uh, the you know the cycle of like having uh, movie after movie in this universe building up to a big ending or a big climactic thing and then winding down and then starting over, but it's all kind of part of the same thing. I think that it's there's going to be diminishing return on how excited people are. Like people are not going to be as excited for the next. People are Infinity excited for the War. Batman, though. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, uh, I guess, I but I mean, um, like for the next like equivalent of the next Infinity War or something. Like it were for building up to. Well, we if you reboot, you're not building to the next Infinity War. You're building to the next first Avengers. Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 making the argument. Uh, I'm making the same argument as you that if they continue of what they're doing, oh, which yeah. is what they were what they were doing is keeping it the same, not starting over, but just building up to like the next climactic movie which in the last case was infinity war uh in this second saga i don't think people would be as excited getting to that as they were about infinity war rather i think starting completely over and then building up to a first avengers kind of thing would get people more excited and then you'd have it where like x-men spider-man fantastic fantastic four they're all there from the beginning it wouldn't feel like for a long time, the MCU basically felt like the Avengers universe. Versus, yeah. if they were to restart now, it would feel like a actual Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, Help with continuity, certainly, too. <laughs> so. Yeah. So... What... What would you think is the perfect... Sin- what is... If you had to make a decision 
of what you think would make the fans the most happy. What is your perfect scenario for what could happen moving forward? Because I have an idea. It is the only thing I think that would make people happy. Oh, really? At first they'd be unhappy, but then it's the one, it's the one way. It's my one guess. Hmm. Well, and, I, I don't have that kind of key or insight, I don't think. I don't know how to make uh I don't know how to make these people happy. <laughs> um Well luckily that's not our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make anyone happy. I suppose not. That's why we have so many one stars. Yeah. I mean, look at listen to Paul. <laughs> he is so unhappy all the time. Yeah, he he frequently tells me that he's my least favorite. Uh <laughs> that he's that I'm his least favorite. Um, although he might say the same to you. He really likes yes. to get under people's skin. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there was a pilot that they did of this show before they hired us, and he mm. constantly says, oh, my God, Jeremy and Josh were so good in comment <laughs> yeah. section. It could have been comment section with J&J. But no, yeah. we went with you because they asked too much, and yeah. we're stuck. Mm-hmm. He, Jeremy think, and Josh, the legends to Paul. He reminds us a lot that the reason why we're so underpaid, which is one penny the whole time, is yes. because that's it's equivalent to our talent, and if anything, yes. it's more than our talent is worth. Yes. So, yeah. Paul constantly so threatens to take the penny. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here is my... Here's what I would... Here's the one thing I think could make people happy. At first, they'd be unhappy, but then here, here's where I would go with it. Yeah. All right. Phase four. We end with Avengers 5. Avengers 5 is it. It is the finale of the MCU. You go all out. You, you beg... Chris Evans, and Robert Downey Jr. to come back. Do Secret Wars. That way, you can have Fox's X-Men, Hugh Jackman, and all of them make cameos. Maybe you can have um, actors in Spider-Man's suit, and Jake Johnson and the guy who played Miles from Spider-Verse voice them as well. Avengers Secret Wars is the end. And, as a little tribute, because he's not here anymore, with approval, you, dis- you discuss it with Chadwick Boseman's family. First, you get their approval. Yeah. Before the final fight, or somewhere, you have, just like it would have been in an actual fight scene, you have a stunt actor in the Black Panther suit lead Wakanda to whatever the climactic battle the MCU is. And then, with archival recording, we hear Chadwick Boseman proclaim one last time, Wakanda forever. And that's the end. I mean, that's a that's a great pitch. So <laughs> that, that That is what I... That would make people really happy, definitely. So. The, yes, that, that's like the only thing I think... You know, if... It's the only thing I could think working right now, and then we reboot later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. And they did a similar thing with Stan Lee and Captain Marvel where he was you could it was hard to understand him in the Captain Marvel cameo, so they used old recording for his cameo meaning reading the Mallrats script. Yeah. So yeah, so all right, well, I guess we'll ask this for the last thing. Uh, what do you think will happen with that Black Panther 2 script if it's not made into a movie? Do you think yeah. if they don't make that into a movie, if you're not going to, I say turn it into a comic. Yeah, that was that was what just came to my mind when you mentioned the script. I was like, hmm, if it's good, um, it would make a good comic. So, yeah, guys, there we go with our tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Yes. For most of us, the Black Panther. So, yes. there we go. Uh, he will be missed. Mm. All right. Do we want to go to our next stories real quick? Sure, let's do that. All right. Oh, I did want to bring up something real quick, too. Just a little tribute. I don't know if you can comment on this. But recently, we, the same week at Chadwick Boseman, we lost another member of the Marvel family, Norm Spencer, who a lot of us know, a lot of us 90s fans know as the voice of Cyclops from the 90s X-Men animated series. So, for me, that X-Men animated series was my first introduction to the X-Men, and Norm Spencer was my first Cyclops. And anytime I read a X an X Men comic, Norm Spencer's voice is what I hear. So for me, as much as I love all the other ones, Norm Spencer will always be my Cyclops. So I don't know if you've seen the X Men '90s cartoon or. Um, I I don't think I've seen it too in depth, but I know the one you're talking about because I think I remember it existing from when I was a kid, but um. Yeah, definitely not something I can comment on as much as as Black Panther, but um, oh yes, yeah, tough for tough for tough for Marvel. Yes. Fans. So I don't know if you had a story you wanted to bring up next, or um, I don't think so. I I figured it, it kind of deserved to be mostly a tribute episode, so that's kind of my angle. All right, and not a lot's happening. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very hard for us to find stories. Like, uh, we only brought it because it's breaking news. But I'm I'm done doing stories about delays. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm over it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's just, it's just gonna keep being delayed because people yeah. are stupid and not wearing masks. Yeah.